You're listening to the Beside the Badge podcast with your host, Paul Bunker, veteran chaplain and friend to law enforcement. Welcome back to yet another episode of Beside the Badge. I'm your host, Paul Buckner, and in today's episode, we are going to talk about integrity. So some of you will know that in the church safety world, I'm part of a group of guys, great group of guys called uh, called the Church Safety Guys. And so this is kind of a sister project to that in the sense that Beside the badge is my other passion, which is keeping good cops behind badges and being a, a chaplain there for those who need it. And um, so today's a deep topic. Um, one of the things that I have done within the church safety world is I have coined the phrase, uh, the, the word integer, which anybody that's done math, it just means whole or complete. But it's something that was spoken uh, in ancient times by the Romans, and legend comes down to us that the Praetorian Guard, who were basically mercenaries, hired hands that were there to protect the uh, to protect the Roman emperor, uh, they would they would salute and shout "Hail Caesar," and that the Roman legions, uh, in response to this, that they would salute integer, meaning we are still whole, we still have our honor, and there's so much to that. I've talked about that in the church safety world. But it just applies to men everywhere, being a real man, and in my opinion, being a man of God. And integrity, integer, we get integrity more or less from the word integer. And integrity is something that when you lose it, it's hard to get it back. And unfortunately, we've all seen hypocrisy. And even in the law enforcement world, which is which is a shame, you, you'd like to be able to think and say, that there would never be an integrity issue in the law enforcement world. But we just know that simply isn't the case. And the reason for that is human beings are involved in it. Um, the cruiser gets a big ding in the door and nobody knows how it happened. Um, you know, something something breaks at the office or unfortunately, you know, an item goes missing from a, a comrade's desk and nobody knows how it happened. Um, there are people that will deny that they did something or, or claim that it wasn't so or even blame someone else. And integrity is, it's a really deep dive topic. One way of referring to integrity is, um, because I said so, because I said I would rather, um, is doing something because you said you would. Um, integrity is who you are, according to C.S. Lewis, when no one else is looking. Oh, I love that. Integrity is who you are when no one else is looking. Um, at two o'clock in the morning, when it's just drunks out, uh, at that point, and it's just problem folks that are out and about, are you still doing your job with integrity? Um, are you finding a place to sleep in your cruiser? Now, I, I'm going to say, as someone who has done chaplain work for years, I have sat with officers who had newborn babies. I've sat with officers who had come back, they had had court uh, on a day when they were working that night and they didn't get to sleep, they got home and there was, you know, the dishwasher had broken and, and flooded the house. Uh, those officers need an officer safety nap. I have been present for some officer safety naps where another officer listed to listen to the radio or I have sat with them and, and listened to the radio. Um, I have no problem with an officer safety nap. If someone needs one, if, if you have to do it every day, there's probably a problem. Um, you're not taking care of yourself in some way or another. And we've all seen what that looks like. But if you are, if you are a person of integrity, what does that look like? Especially if you have an administrative position, um, what, what do you do and how does that look when no one's looking? Are you still a man or woman of integrity? And 
I, I want to know that I, that I ran this race of life and I did my best. Um, if you asked me and said, were you a good father? Now, if you don't know my background, um, unfortunately, I married a gal that didn't value marriage the same way I did. Uh, and she left when my son was like six months old. And so he was always with her. Um, but I was in his life multiple times a week his entire life. And he's now almost 21. Did I make failures as a father? Yeah. But if I, if I had to stop and say, is there anything that I did as a father where I feel like I didn't do it with integrity? No. Um, for instance, I, I drove over one night, a couple times this happened where I, I was so tired, long day, whatever had happened. And I would turn to my kid and say, Hey, can I switch nights? You know, son, I love you. I, you know, and, it, and you have to understand this was almost an hour trip one way for me to spend two and a half hours with him and come back. And I, that, that time to me was incredibly valuable. I, and I wanted to be a good dad and I've done everything in my power to be a good dad. Um, and my son would be like, no, nah, dad, I really want to see you. You know, I miss you. And there was a couple of times I was sick and I'm like, okay. And I would go over there and I would suck it up and I'd go over there and see him and we'd have a good time and I wouldn't be contagious, but I'd be sick. And I would just go there for him because he needed me. And my son will never have the right justifiably to say, you weren't there for me. It won't happen. Um, because I did everything in my power to be a man of integrity. I, I actually had a woman turn to me one time and say, you're like the perfect ex-husband. And I was like, what? Because to me, I've been married for 17 years to somebody who values marriage every bit as much as I do. And uh, I would like to think I'm a pretty decent husband, not, not, a, not a great ex-husband. I'd rather be a, a, a great husband. Integrity. Integrity is how well do you do your job? Are you... Are you shirking your job? Are you letting things go that you shouldn't be letting go? Integrity is, I told the boss I was going to do the job to this ability. I told the boss I would give the boss everything I had. I, I know that I could do a better job. And I don't mean killing yourself, uh, as in getting out there and working yourself to death every night. I, I mean, are you giving it your best? That's integrity. And really, integrity has a lot to do with self-respect. If you aren't a man or woman of integrity, you're not going to respect yourself. And other people are going to look at your integrity and value you based on that. They're going to look at you and go, uh, this person is not a man or a woman of integrity. I don't want somebody to have my back in a fight who's not a man or woman of integrity. If they, if they do everything they can do to get out of writing a report, I don't want them to have my back. If they do everything in their power to dodge responsibility, I don't want them to have my back. If they do everything in their power um, to, to be the third or fourth person on scene so that they're not going to have to write their report so that the fight will probably be over. And I don't mean an aged officer that, that uh, you know, probably should be pushing a desk. No, I mean like, like somebody who's, you're not being a man or woman of integrity. Um, if you, if you do everything in your power to turn something that's your responsibility into something that you don't have to do a report on, I don't respect that. Um, if you deliberately, if you see things that you know are truly crime, and I don't mean a taillight out, I mean a crime, and you're not doing what you need to do about it, then that's not integrity. And integrity once lost is hard to regain. Um, integrity is I'm paid from this time in the morning until this time in the, in the evening, and I'm going to work diligently during that time. I remember my very first job, my parents had taught me to be a man of integrity. 
and I was a young man. I was 17 going on 18. My dad was very sick. I had just graduated high school and I was working whatever it was you could work back then, 36 hours a week, 38 hours a week. And uh, my the minimum wage in my state at that time was like $4.25 an hour. And by the grace of God and only by the grace of God did $4.25 an hour pay the bills for five people. And that is the, that grew me up fast and that grew me up a lot. But integrity was something that my parents talked to me about, that your name is yours to mess up. And so, you know, we all know someone who has a nickname for being dishonest and, um, you know, for being a backstabber. We all know that person that's a gossip behind the other person's back or makes things up. We call that lying. Um, we all know those people who have that reputation. And oftentimes that person is also somebody that you do not want to have your back during a life or death struggle. That kind of stuff tends to permeate their whole life. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a blight and a smear on their entire character. And your character is yours to lose. Your character is yours to destroy. And we've all seen officers accused unjustly of something. Um, but you really have no leg to stand on when you are accused of something that you know you did not do. If you know that you're answering every call you're dispatched to, if you know that you're doing your job diligently and somebody accuses you of something, then you, then you have the right to be indignant and say, whoa, 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 let's check the call logs here. Let's, let's, let's get a hold of dispatch and let's see, you know, if you, if you're tasked with running traffic and you're making contact anybody who's not law enforcement doesn't really understand how many people have taillights out, aren't running valid tags, um, how many people have a headlight out, how many people fail to maintain their lane, uh, especially in the age of the cell phone. People are very inattentive drivers. So whether you write tickets or warnings, you can make contact with several people an hour. And if you're tasked with running traffic, not sitting in a spot and doing your report and and making people slow down if you're tasked with directly running traffic then you should be making contact with several people an hour that's just that's just how that works anybody that's a traffic cop's going to go mm-hmm and so if, if you're tasked with doing that but you haven't written three tickets all this week or you don't have a string of trackable warnings uh, in my state, I don't know what it's like in other states because I, I really ride with the departments in Missouri, but you have a lot of folks who are, uh, I'm not, I'm sorry, I said that wrong, but in my state, you're required to write a racial profiling setup for each, for every, all your stops. And um, if you, if you are making these stops, then you have the evidence of those racial profiling, uh, uh, I don't know what to call it, what the column, it's almost like a little report. Uh, if you're doing your job, then you have those. If you, if someone's saying, well, Paul Buckner is over here sleeping behind the billboard and he's not actually doing his job, and the chief's able to say, well, actually, uh, we have a GPS in his cruiser and and he never stopped. That the entire time that you were talking, you drove through through about 4:30. Not only was he not anywhere near that that intersection you talked about, but his vehicle never stopped. You are a liar. Integrity protects us a lot. We may be accused of something, but our character, which is what integrity is built upon, uh, is a direct byproduct of, in my humble opinion, um, will protect us. There are things that this looks like. I have a friend that worked in construction and, and he was a foreman for a project and the boss came to him 
and um, said, I want you to fudge the numbers on this. Da, da, da. And he goes, I won't do it. And he said, why? And he said, because uh, I'm a Christian and I'm, I'm not, I can't lie. I, I'm told not to lie. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie for you. And the boss got really mad at him. And he's like, well, you're not a team player. And he's like, well, no, I'm just not going to lie for you. I'm not going to lie about this and fudge these numbers for you. And the boss, and it wasn't a major deal, but it was still his integrity. He was being asked to lie and to cover for something. And so the, the boss was mad at him and then later came to him and not only gave him increasing responsibility, but would ask him about things when other people would lie and say what really happened. Because he knew at the risk of losing his job that my friend would not compromise his integrity. Um, there's other things this look like. We, we all know of the, the stories of officers that have gone home in the middle of their shift without permission, on duty. Uh, we've all heard the story of the officer that's that's gone home and turned up their radio and gone to bed. Okay, that's unacceptable. That's stealing your wage from the department you work for. You cannot rationalize that. This is not situational ethics. That is your integrity. You have completely compromised your integrity. You are stealing from your department, from the taxpayers that pay that wage. You're stealing. There's a difference if you if you are at your department and you're like, hey, I need to catch a 15-minute nap. I'm exhausted. It, it, you know, in any normal environment, you're allowed two 15-minute breaks and a lunch. Maybe in your shift, you have not had a chance to slow down. Maybe, maybe you need a, a quick smoke if you smoke. And you need to take a quick nap and you've got somebody to cover for you you set your alarm and, and you with integrity you take a quick nap you don't disappear multiple times during your shift and people can't find you i literally know of departments and if you're in law enforcement you know this happens where this there's this guy or this gal that multiple times in a shift or multiple times in a week they disappear and nobody can find them anywhere that's not integrity um, we all, again, know about the officer that, that deliberately makes sure that they respond to a call so that they're fourth or fifth on scene. That's not integrity because you're, you're there to protect people. Um, we, we all have heard the stories of, of someone who has an affair on shift, in their uniform, in their cruiser, they are going somewhere and knocking boots with somebody. I don't care if you're going home to your wife. If you're being paid to be somewhere and do something and you're not there and not doing it, that's theft. That is a failure of your integrity. And, and it's a horrible thing. And it's something that we constantly have to go, am I being a man or woman of integrity? Um, I work in the IT world and my day-to-day my -day bills are paid with, with repairing things, setting up networks and similar, and doing video work. Am I doing my job diligently? And there's times I finish a project and go, that took me a little bit longer than it should because I ran into this snag and I forgot to bring this thing. I'm not gonna charge somebody for that, even if they don't know it. You know why? Because I'm a man of integrity. I I try to be with everything. I mean, with everything I have, I I'm gonna fail at times, but I try with everything I have to be a man of integrity. So, you know, if you are goofing off during your shift, it's no different than if someone is at work goofing off. And um, e even even worse so when people steal. And I wish I could say that this never happened in the law enforcement world. I am aware of a situation at a department um, that uh, someone uh, has been implicated in a theft uh, that's a career ender. 
And if this person, if it's proven that this person has done this terrible thing, their career's over. As it should be, um, that's terrible. Um, integrity, once lost, it's going to be hard, if not impossible, to regain it with your peers. Um, and we'll come back to this topic in just a minute. But, uh, you know, like I said, theft looks like a lot of different things. And um, whether it's um, taking ammunition home that is departmental issue only and you do not have permission to take it home. If you are told by the boss and the boss has the authority to do that and they say, hey, take this to the range and shoot it or this is old ammo and we want it gone. Um, we're going to sign it over to you and you can take this home. That's one thing. If you are taking equipment home that does not belong to you and you're keeping it, that is called theft. You know, if you're issued equipment and you're told to return it and you're not returning it, that is theft. So let's take a quick sponsor break and we'll come back. Um, I want to talk about general response, um, de-escalation. It's so much better to be able to start here and keep a conversation here or bring a conversation down than it is. I've said this before, but these guys that come in, you know, they're here to kick butt and chew bubble gum. And guess what? They're all out of bubble gum. Those guys and gals that come in looking for the fight uh, they're probably going to find it, and those are the those are the folks that are escalating. And the wise person knows that they can win every single fight without fighting. If you can if you can de-escalate a situation and there's a peaceful resolution and nobody gets hurt, you just won that fight. Because I've got friends and they fought justly, but they still hurt from fights that they fought 20 years ago. A lot of these fights, especially as we get older, they're life altering, or at least they can be. Uh, and then got your six coffee and I'm actually recording this later in the day. So I do not have my mug of got your six coffee in my hand because it's too late in the day for me to do this. But this one was on my heart and I was like, Ooh, I got to record this while it's fresh in my mind. Got your six coffee, Eric Hadley, the founder, check them out on the social medias. They change lives every day with coffee. There's purpose in every cup. Go check out and find out why. I just got two fresh bags about a week ago of Cup of Joe, which is my favorite flavor, and I drink it black. And then finally, Shield Force International, my buddy Matt Combs, high-speed training, have training, will travel. And uh, he's actually doing another knife defense training class uh, here in just a few days. Fantastic stuff. I, I learn every time, every time I study with this guy. So uh, coming back from our sponsor break, talking about integrity coming from the root word in latin integer or whole um that's one of those where i get to get a tattoo statements and it's up here actually somewhere for those of you that can see this uh it's actually over here on my board i've got a patch made and i owe a buddy of mine his name is michael i owe him a debt he sent me a couple of patches one time that had some of the one of my sayings on it from the church safety world and the name church safety guys and they're up here somewhere over my left shoulder if you're watching this and it really resonated with me i was like "Ooh, a patch yes absolutely and so i've got patches behind me we just did a series um talking about priorities man of god husband father brother's keeper well integer is a part of that being complete or whole and i would argue integrity coming from that root word we can't be complete or whole. We can't be a real man or a real woman, a, a whole, complete human being, if we do not have integrity. And um, I have paid for it at times. There, there are things that are going to happen to us that we will pay for. Um, I was at a post office. 
and uh, the wind caught my door as I was getting back into my car. Somebody parked too close to me and the wind just literally caught the door and I had a good grip on the handle, tore it out of my hand and it bumped the side of this vehicle and it left a little ding mark. And I, I honestly thought about it. I looked at it and I was like, they're not going to know. They're probably not going to see it. And I was like, shame on me. And so I closed the door of my vehicle and I waited. The person came out and then she flew into a rage. She got very angry. Uh, she had borrowed her dad's car and he was elderly. And so I gave my insurance information over and I said, look, I know this is going to be a hit on my, um, this is going to be a hit on my insurance. And so, um, he actually called me and, and said, Hey, listen, I looked at the ding mark by the time I would take it there. I, I literally, my daughter had to show me where it was. She had to like find the doorknob and come down off of it. And then, and then I had to get in the right light to see it. I'm not worried about it. Well, that's when you're in tech, you, you have integrity and somebody shows you mercy. Um, I did a service call for a guy years ago and this, this particular brand of computer, they had just come out with this really small uh, form factor computer. And back then it was one of the smallest computers out. And now it would be considered like a, about a normal size or a little bit, a little bit small. And they had this little plastic clip that was absolutely pathetic. It was about two cents worth of plastic. And I was pulling this cable up and sliding the CD-ROM over. And it was just a ridiculous little connector. You can't, if you can't tell, I'm a little bit bitter about it. And so it snapped. Now, this guy was never going to open his computer ever. I had slid it out. I was making some changes for him, was replacing a couple components. I think it was a RAM upgrade. I don't even remember. It's been probably 14, 15 years ago. And this little connector snapped off. I could have taken a drop of super glue and laid it down there and put that connector on there and no one would ever have known. But my integrity is who I am when no one is watching. And I'm not going to say I never failed, but it really bothered me. And so I called the guy, explained the situation to him. And I said, look, I can I can't replace this two dollar, this two dollar, this two cent piece of plastic. I, I've looked. There's nowhere to find it. I can't find a dead motherboard that has one on there. This is just a, a, a terrible design that they have. But I broke it. It's my fault. And the guy thought it was absolutely hilarious. He goes, "You're buying me a new computer." And I'm like, "I can, I can replace your motherboard with," and I, and basically to explain this, I I would have replaced his like taking the, all the quality parts that was in his computer, put it into a larger case and actually built him a superior computer. He's like, no, you're buying me a brand new computer. So instead of it being like a $300 out of pocket, maybe a $250 out of pocket for me, it was a $762 and change cost to me, a hit to me that hurt. And if you can't tell, I still remember that. Um, I was being a man of integrity and he was being incredibly asinine. Now that was his purview. It was his purview. He had the right to do that. Um, he had the right to be very much a jerk about it. And he was, I came back, set everything up for him. And the funny thing was there was no way he wanted a brand new computer, but he wanted it identical to this one. And I explained to him, that's not going to happen. I, I can get close. Well, there was an operating system upgrade. And I think it went from like windows XP media center to windows Vista, which was a horrible operating system. Initially, I think, about two years, two and a half years in, I used to, I worked on these things. I probably worked on 35 operating systems over the years. It actually became a pretty good operating system, but almost nobody stayed with it that long. And he hated it. And I was like, well, I mean, literally 
this is, I bought you this $762 computer. I transferred everything over for free. And he was such a jerk. He, he took unbelievable joy. Instead of just saying, hey, listen, I appreciate what you're trying to say. I just need you to, I just need you to replace it with a like computer. You're going to have to replace it with a new one and you're going to do it completely for free. Okay. My hit was probably a thousand dollars out of pocket, my labor and everything. Uh, instead of just being like, sorry, buddy, but you're gonna have to replace it. He just turned the screw the entire time. He was literally a horse's butt about it the entire time. And when we finished, I gave him a 30 day warranty on my work. And then I let him know we're done for good forever. And he got very angry with me. And I'm like, listen, you didn't, you didn't do this. There's, there's a really great way you could have taken the high road with this. And even had you as insisted, which was his right, that I have to eat essentially a thousand dollars. Okay. I'll be a man of integrity, but you were very much deliberately a horse's butt about this. And the interesting thing was while I was there, he tried to illegally sell me a handgun. We lived in two different States and he couldn't do that. Here's the fun part. He was retired law enforcement. And I, I hadn't thought about that story in a long, long time. And today when I was thinking about integrity, that man is about as far from integrity as you can get. Um, and, and integrity is, I know, I know of a situation where somebody accused people in a department of doing something, left that department and is probably going to face potential prison for doing the very thing that they accuse these other people of at another department. That is not being a man or woman of integrity. It's literally the height of hypocrisy. And so if you have your character and you have your integrity, the opposite of integrity in many ways is hypocrisy. It's you're saying one thing and you're doing another. And we all know people who are hypocrites. Now, catch me on a bad day. I'll, I'll smack my hand with a thumb or, uh, wow, I, I cannot speak today. I, I smack my hand with a hammer and I might not say something that, that praises God. I might not be like, praise God from whom. No, I might say something I shouldn't. Um, I don't tell people, hey, don't cuss. I just say, I try not to cuss. Now ask my wife if it ever slips out of my mouth and she'll go, oh yeah, there's times. But I try to be a man of integrity. I try not to be a hypocrite. We all despise despise hypocrites. That means we shouldn't be hypocrites. If, if we despise that, if we despise the person that incurs a debt and doesn't pay it off, that's a liar. If they say, Hey, I just need to borrow a hundred bucks and I'll totally pay you back. Then if you don't pay it back, that makes you a liar. Um, now if you're in the hospital with both of your legs broken and you can't pay it back during that time and you, you, you can text and you're like, Hey, because if you're not in a coma, you need to get a hold of that person and say, listen, I promised you a hundred bucks. I still owe you 80. I apologize. Just as soon as I've got the free cash, I'll pay it back. That's having integrity. That's the opposite of being a liar. And there's so much that's tied to our integrity. If I'm going to put something on a police report as a private citizen, if I'm going to put something on a police report, it's going to be true because I want to be a man of integrity. And integrity is this thing that follows you. I literally know people who are atheist police officers who have said, this guy's like you, he's real religious like you. I don't think of what I, 
of the faith that I have as religion, I think of it as a relationship. I have a relationship with my, with my God, with my Lord and Savior. But having integrity, other people notice, even if they don't share your faith, even if they don't share your viewpoint. And having integrity at times can cost you because something happens and you, you have to call, you know, you have to call the mayor. Uh, you have to write a dear chief letter. Dear chief, no one was more surprised than I. Those things happen. But being somewhat of integrity, you got to take it on the chin. Um, we were at the range and I didn't realize it. Um, but I put a 300 blackout round into a 5.56 rifle and I blew the barrel up. And dear chief, um, I would like to replace that upper. I'm fine. Everybody else is fine. My mistake, my bad. And the chief may go, you know what? That's part of our budget. We have we have allowances for that. Thank you for being honest with me because we would have figured it out. Um, I mean, that stuff happens. Um, you know, <laughs> we all have seen those kinds of things happen. And then another thing that is one of the really sad realities is part of integrity is also taking care of things. I know of someone, this this is not a law enforcement story, but it very well could be. I know of someone who would, would take the, the vehicle that their company, the, their boss, had a company and they were carrying some kind of supplies back and forth. The boss bought himself a brand new truck and the employee would get the vehicle up to the highway speed. So whatever it was, 70, 75 miles an hour in that state. And it was it's an out-of-state story, but it, it actually is somebody I know that did it. And they would slam on the brakes, uh, not I'm sorry, not slam on the brakes, but slam the transmission, slam it into park, and or or slam it into reverse at 70 miles an hour, trying to destroy the transmission because they deserved a new truck because the boss had one. Okay, that's theft, that's vandalism, that's willful destruction of property. That's not being a man of, of integrity. And, and I, I love this person. We're still friends, but they did this 20 some odd years ago. And I had to tell my friend to their face, I love you. What, what you're doing is incredibly dishonest. It's incredibly, um, all of these things, it's, it's destructive. It's you're, you're vandalizing, you're destroying. It's literally destruction of property. It's not being a man or woman of integrity. It's not exhibiting Christian values. And um, I do know in some instances of people in law enforcement who've done things like this, that's unacceptable. Willfully destroying a piece of property that belongs to your city. If I did that to your city's property, I'd go to jail. Hmm. And that brings me to my final point to land this plane. Integrity is also not having a double standard. So, and this is so tough. This is so tough and this is a hard pill to swallow because we have a culture in some parts of our country in law enforcement of, well, you don't have to abide by that to abide by that because you're law enforcement. Horse dookie. That's not being integrity. That's not being a man or woman of integrity. That's not showing integrity. That's not having integrity. I.e., I know of departments that have pulled over someone who works for their department or a sister department or a completely unrelated department and that person has been drunk as a skunk they've they have let that person go um, parked their vehicle called called their family or just let them go with no paperwork with no dui now i don't know what you call it um 
operating OWI, operating while intoxicated, I think is what one state calls it, um, driving under the influence, DUI, um, driving while intoxicated, DWI. Um, those are all different, and there's probably other slang terms out there for it, other or, or, or at least other uh, other acronyms for it. So if your if your department uses a different acronym, lay it on me. Find me on social media. Uh, if this is on YouTube, if this is on Facebook, uh, through Instagram, hit me up and let me know. And because I'm curious as to what your department might call it, but don't be doing that. I know of officers that have had drugs taken off of them, and because they were a police officer, they were given a free pass. Um, I will tell you, if if my wife or one of my kids was criminally speeding, and I don't mean they're five over, I mean like you know eighteen over, you know fifteen over, ten over. If they're if they're speeding at a level that is unsafe, and they're not given a ticket because of me, I'm not going to be happy. I'm not going to be happy. Um, I embarrassed myself a few years ago. I was going down through Main Street of a town, headed to meet a police officer, and uh, headed to help him, and was in my truck I had. I just got in my truck, and it just felt good to drive it. I had the windows down. It just felt good. I was doing 10 over. I got lit up, and I thought, I was not aware of it. I was doing 35 and a 25. Did not click with my brain. My fault. And... I, I pull over, the officer walks up and goes, oh, hey, I didn't know it was you. And I'm like, hey, I, I was speeding? And he's like, yeah, like 10 over, bud. I was like, oh, I mean, you need to give me a ticket. And he's like, no, 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 I'm gonna let it pass. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm very much not gonna speed through here again. It embarrassed me. That should be how we are if we are police officers. That should be where we stand if we are police officers. We should be like, instead of going, well, I'm a cop, I get to get away with this because I'm a cop. That's not part of integrity. We're going to talk about this more in our next episode, um, being a person of integrity. And I know this is a this is a tough pill to swallow, but it's a good thing to talk about because integrity at the end of the day is just about all we have is our integrity. So I'm going to sign off. This is part one, part one of our episode on being a man or woman of integrity. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Beside the Badge podcast. Stay safe out there and be sure to subscribe and share this podcast. 